Welcome to a whole new episode of Faith in the Everyday podcast. You're listening to Radio Maria Australia and we're about to jump into the Faith in the Everyday segment. And for those of you listening, we know this is the segment where we get to talk to everyday people, ordinary people who I believe live extraordinary lives, who people who live out their faith in extraordinary ways, who live for a greater cause. And, and hopefully we can hear their stories and we can be inspired and, and take one or two things out um, from what they've said. So today we have a special guest. This person is not a first timer on the radio. They've been on radio once, <laughs> I, think, I think last year or so. And yeah. I had to bring them back because I'm like so much has happened in our guest's life between last year and this year. And we're going to be hearing all about it today. <laughs> My man Blaine, what's going on, G? What's up, brother? How are you doing? Good. Good to see you, man. Good to hear you um, oh. back in the, in the station again. <laughs> yeah, good to be back, man. Appreciate it, man. How oh. have you been? I've been awesome. This year has been a roller coaster in a yeah. good way. <laughs> yeah, in a good way. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Flane, tell us about, you know, who you are, what you do, and um, yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, I'm Blaine. Uh, I'm 18. I finished up high school last year. Since then, uh, I've I've joined this um, group called Youth Mission Team Australia. Mm. We're a volunteer company. We work in high schools, just running retreat, retreat days, reflection days, mm. um, just trying to bring um, the Lord and uh, general good messages to a lot of young people right now. Mm. I've been spending this last the past six months, and I will be spending the next six months still working alongside this company. Mm. It's pretty awesome. What was year 12 like, man? Like, just looking back <laughs> in hindsight, like, what was year 12 like? Year 12 was tough, but mm. like also really fun. I think mm. I had a lot of people just kind of like giving, the, giving their own little inputs into year 12. Mm. Um, and I can't, the general takeaway I really took from it was regardless of what I do, mm. you know, I can always find some way to make it work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I really just spent last year trying to have fun. Mm. But mm. in that fun, in, from a hindsight perspective, the amount of growth that I actually really got from just the interacting with people that I did and the mm. effort and dedication and the commitments that I made last year. Um, it was, it was, it was uh, in hindsight, a really beautiful year for growth and that, mm. but not academically, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. I just want to shout out your school. So you like, <laughs> you tell us what, what school you went to again. <laughs> yeah. All right. I represent, represent Colby Catholic College. Say it again. Col- Colby Catholic College. And Blaine was, was the, the prefect is that right? <laughs> the captain of I was the a school captain. School, the school captain. Yes. That's it. Yes, how, I was. What was the journey? Like, how did you get to be school captain of the entire school at year 12, Blaine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. I, yeah, I had people telling me to be school captain from like a young age. Right, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I got, I had like this weird phase in like year eight mm-hmm. where I got really into like politics and stuff. <laughs> yes. And people were like, oh, you got to do school, school captain so you can argue with the principal. <laughs> um, but I just had a lot of people who were really backing me there. And I got, I got a lot of respect from like my friends, uh, from the peers um, and teachers as well, just interacting mm. with people. And I'm like, I love you guys so mm. much. How do I make life yes. as like easy as possible? Mm. And I, I guess yeah. I had the support from people. So I was like, 
I may as well just do it. Mm. You felt a calling to leadership, basically, like you felt. Um, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because leading is not an easy thing, man. Especially leading a bunch of high schoolers, not a bunch, like a mm. lot of like, you know, in one that you see them every day. It's it's really, I was watching, um, I was watching the uh, another radio station in America and they, in, they were interviewing this, I think it's the, um, one of the candidates for the presidential election in America. Right. And one of the yeah, questions yeah. that asked him was like, have you ever had an, any leadership role in high school, like, or in primary school? Mm. And so for them, it mattered that, you know, being a leader at a school was important for you to, you know, for you to even, for, for we to think about you being a leader of a country. Like, and it shows how important yeah, yeah, that yeah. is. Did you feel what you were doing was, was valuable as a leader of, of the school? Um, I think the, the the notion of leadership in mm. in in the context of the purpose that I had, I felt like I had a lot of value in the sense of, I felt like, you know, there's especially in high schools, you know, mm. there's a big, there's a very very big distinction between student and teacher, wow, and because yeah. of that, there's a lot of internal segregation, yeah. um, subconsciously and consciously between the between the way a student and a teacher can communicate and express ideas and even like to make like a- mm. academic education work for them. Mm. So I felt, uh, I definitely felt like the entire leadership community was um, definitely like the biggest bridge to connect those two, yes. the, that, to connect that big gap. That's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. that's amazing. It was, it was very much, um, yeah, 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 it was very much an amazing opportunity. That's good. Now for those, so like you, you mentioned at the start of the, um, in the interview, you now work for a company called YMT. It's a young, young, mm-hmm. no, hang on. Youth Mission Youth Team. Mission Australia. Team. Oh my gosh. I, I've just, there's so many mission teams in my head. I'm trying to figure out which one. <laughs> um, so, so, can you tell us a bit more about what Youth Mission Team does and how you actually yeah. got to do that? Matey, it is a long story. <laughs> um, well, long story short, in terms of what we do, um, Youth Mission Team Australia, we've got three teams around Australia. Mm-hmm. We've got one in Perth, one in Sydney, and one in Melbourne. Um, I'm on the Perth team this year. Mm. Basically, uh, each year, the team consists of um, vo- completely consists of volunteers, and these volunteers they go up, they get trained in Sydney, mm-hmm. uh, in Barraville, mm. and then they get split up into all these teams, completely random. Um, and these volunteers they give up um, a year of their lives away from work, study, uni, whatever. Yeah. Um, and what the and what they do is um, we go into schools. We run retreat days. We run we run camps. We run conference days. We've got um, events that we run called I Stand, yeah. um, which happen on the school holidays as well. Mm. And everything we do um, is done with the intent of really just bringing high schoolers closer to God, mm. or at least closer to godly perspectives. Yeah, you know, in their lives. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Bringing people not just closer to God, at least closer to godly perspectives. That's yeah, brilliant. that's brilliant. Um, and, yeah, yeah. and when did you discern to join them and, and why? I kind of made the decision on a whim, <laughs> yeah, <did you>? but <laughs> yeah, but it was, I made the decision, but then after that, I, I actually, um, I made the decision to do YMT in February last year and wow, or probably before that in January, maybe. Um, and, but like the beauty is that since then it's like, God worked, God worked really quickly in just like this really <laughs> more um, set where I, was, yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of had this, YMT is so awesome. Mm, and, yeah. you know, like my life was completely changed by mm. going to youth group um, mm. every week. And I met like the most amazing people that I could, ever possibly could have met. These people yeah. who 
um, had this beautiful and very authentic love. Yes. You know, and these people who made me feel more safe than I ever did in my life, you know, youth group became my safe place. Mm. And I remember just like going, I want to be exactly like these guys. I want to, I want to have, I want to live the lives that they live so that I can be exactly like them. Mm. So I made the decision to do it. And then since then last year, it was just this beautiful journey of um, now that I've already made the commitment is discerning if I discerning, if I actually want to stay in the commitment and how I go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then you got catapulted to Perth. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) What was that change like? So now you've been a missionary in Perth, far away from family in Melbourne. And and, and how did you have to like acclimatize to that place? And, and, you know, how did you do it? Well, for starters, I live in Melbourne. Perth is very hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, but like, it was a really interesting change. I mean, I think, um, High school, you know, I was really craving um, a level of independence mm, and mm. just living living with um, uh, two other guys. You know, the guys um, live in the house together and the girls live in a house together. Um, mm. And just living with these guys, um, it was a lot of growth that I had to learn in that on how to maintain, you know, healthy relationships, how to talk to strangers, mm. um, how to try and like support people and be there for them and how to make sure that, you know, you're solving, you're solving conflict in, in a healthy way. Mm. Um, which is a lot of practice. I actually didn't really wow. think about working on at home. <laughs> yes. But now that I'm living, it's so weird to say that I'm living life as a missionary. Yeah. Um, I'm putting so much more thought into how to be intentional with everything that I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I had to learn that as well. Like, you know, being a, a seminarian and living with 20, yeah. 15 brothers in one household, massive house. It's insane. You, you have to learn conflict resolution and how to go about things, how to, you know. Mm. So it's just incredible. Like, would you say there was a correlation or a connection between your leadership role um, as school captain in, in school and to what you're doing now in YMT? Or do you reckon there's, they're just very separate? Or do, or do you think there's some things you brought on from your, from your leadership role in school into YMT? I definitely think there are elements of the leadership mm. that made me that would that definitely would help me um in this. Yep. Not in the pragmatic sense, but mm. definitely in the sense of I need to be the guy who says something when nobody else is. Yes. You know, like if yeah. if there's something that if there's something up, um not necessarily conflict, it could just be some sort of like little practical thing that were like, Hey, was this was this done? Mm. You know, like mm. hey, do we wash the dishes <laughs> before mm. we left the house? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um it just it's just that knowledge of like if it hasn't been said yeah i i really should be the one to say it mm. don't just wait for others to kind of like fill my cup for me yeah. you know yeah i like it kind of um, resounds the um the famous saying of saint mary mckilla never see a need without <laughs> yes. doing something about it you know like yes, there's a yes. need do something about it no one if no one else does it you do it <laughs> mm-hmm. just just incredible mm-hmm. no i love it and you've got all this this journey you've been through from high school and to where you are now. I, w- can, I would like mm-hmm. to ask, where did faith begin for you? Like, like when did, when was faith, the whole idea of faith introduced to Blaine's life? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm a cradle Catholic. Yep. So, um, I was born Catholic. My parents are Catholic. Um, mm. My grandparents are Catholic, you know. So, I always had this understanding of mass and this, this understanding mm. of who God is. And I think uh, growing up, I was blessed with this beautiful gift of faith mm. where like I, I wasn't I wasn't the kid who would like 
you know, say a rosary every night, like some yeah. of my classmates, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I was stunned by. Um, <laughs> but I did have this dedication to, you know, saying simple prayers and stuff in the yeah. nighttime. Yeah. And um, like just in our father every night or something like that. Mm-hmm. But going into high school, you know, it was it was something that I kind of stuck to. And it's like, I, I did believe that there was um, a God throughout high school, but mm-hmm. it definitely was not that real to me. Mm-hmm. It was, I've listened to the teachings and I'll still pray, but you know, I have periods where I'd go like five months without saying a prayer, stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. outside of like when school makes me do it. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, it, it went from like a, like a, it went from like that childlike sense of um, faith to yes. um, <laughs> this very unbeautiful chore, basically, yeah. in terms yeah. of how yeah. I kind of viewed it. But the cool thing was, the cool thing in hindsight was that at that time that I seemed to distance myself from, uh, or grow distant from my faith. Mm-hmm. It was also the time that I found myself struggling the most internally and spiritually mm-hmm. and emotionally. So when faith did come back into my life, it just, it, it, it came back, but it came back hard. Yeah. So yeah. it was just this thing that constantly kept driving me, you know, like everything I would do was um, surrounded by just this beautiful desire for faith, this desire, desire. for God. Mm. You know, you know, you said faith came back. What made it come back? You know, was it... um. Your, is, was it your intentional sort of going out there looking for it or were there specific events that made faith come back in a much more richer way for you? Yeah, I think it was just really small ways and big mm. ways of just seeing mm. the Lord work and it just like going, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, I remember the first time that I go, that I went like, whoa, was yeah. um, YMT, like the, the, the starting of this like, Come back, coming back to faith was when youth mission team Melbourne came yeah. to my high school um, and they did a retreat for us. And they had this session at the end where they it gave all the students an opportunity to pray. Yeah. And I just remember seeing almost every single person, every single guy in my year group stand up and mm. like begin to pray. Mm. And I just, I remember just looking at like all these guys that I grew up with for like, you know, like the past five years, some of them, the past like, what 12 years yeah um and just going whoa yeah you know like you guys what <laughs> and then just looking at like this picture of jesus and just going whoa yeah what are you doing man <laughs> um yeah and then from that it just like just the love that i felt from like the team yeah and yeah just this beautiful journey of brotherhood and growing in Catholic friends and community yeah. um, and just building on that really just became that catalyst. And then I remember one night I just broke down crying mm. because um, I came to this deep understanding of the fact that like God has this authentic and unconditional love and actually coming to the understanding of what that actually means for me specifically. Yeah. Yeah, what it means yeah. for you. I like that. Like, yes, God is love. Yeah, yeah. God has, you know, this amazing gift for us. But then what does it mean for me? Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm sure that's what has literally animated you to do whatever you're doing now, whether it's your mission, whether it's your, you know, uh, um, like whatever you do in, in Perth and, and how you do it is sort of, is animated. But what does this God's love mean for me? You know, and um, yeah. That's no, that's incredible. And have you ever found a time where you like, you know, because I, I don't know. I would say I've 
I've been a youth minister for about maybe uh, maybe like 12, 10 years or 11 years or whatever. And there have been ups and downs for sure. Like there are moments where I feel like, you know, why, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I remember in Adelaide 2018, I think, I was on a full-time mission in the rural areas of South, South Australia. And I would just, you know, awesome. just go to different schools. Like literally what you were doing now in Perth. Like, yeah, yeah. And there was a moment where just I was just just bat I was just battling extreme homesickness and I just just felt like depleted and like gosh what like, why am I doing this <laughs> like you know but obviously yeah. talking to someone and, and talking to the, the nuns and you know they sort of helped me get get back into into it but have there made moments where you felt like that where your strength was failing or you're like oh and and how did you navigate that and and, and get back up yeah there's um definitely been uh, a couple of moments um you know battling loneliness um battling just like sometimes there's just been anger mm, or mm. like frustration mm-hmm. of like yeah i'm there's definitely been a few moments of me going i'm trying to save people who don't want to be saved <laughs> um you know but then yeah. it's i remember my manager um telling us like like he, got, he he brought us all together and he was like just remember that God's holding these students. He's holding all of these people, even the teachers. Yeah. He's holding them in his hand and he, mm. and he looks at them regardless of whether they whether they want to be here or That's not, you true. know. That's just, true. He loves them for who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. and just bringing myself back to that of going God wants them regardless. to hear this message. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and I then love that. just going yeah. That's all that's that's all I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. Have you found a community very like pivotal or helpful for you to be who you are today? Like, you know, have you found a group of friends and you know, a group of, of boys or like just family that that is sort of like you know, keeps you going, you know? Definitely. Yeah. One hundred and ten percent, you know. Yeah. When I think about like back home here in Melbourne, I've definitely got some friends, you know, who they're they're journeying with me. Um, the brotherhood and the sisterhood that I found in them mm. um, has definitely just been such a catalyst in me being so much more comfortable in my faith. Yeah. These people who are younger than me, older than me, um, people who are the same age as me, who are so openly dedicated to their faith that mm. I'm like, I actually, I, I can, I can just, I can just enjoy this. I can fully embrace this faith. I can yeah. go all in. And then you look in Perth and there's, Perth is like, they, Perth is filled to the brim with missionaries, mm. at least in the community that I that I I'm in. You know, mm. there's so many people who are on similar journeys, people who are on the front lines of the battlefield, mm. who they're taking their own hits, but they're still being soldiers of the Lord. Yeah, and there's nothing more inspiring to me than just like Absolutely. these guys and girls who Absolutely. just give their all every single day. Mm. Mm. Oh man, that's, and yeah, they're yeah. still fighting. Yeah, that keeps you going. That keeps us all going. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! So, now you're back. In, you're back in Melbourne for the halfway point. Halfway point, mid year break. Point. How are you? I can join your um your holiday. Man, it's been beautiful. Yeah, I I love um just being around um my friends and family again. Just coming back to coming back to Melbourne is like after experiencing you know so much growth. Mm. You know, pragmatically, but even spiritually, personally. My, my maturity it's so it's so awesome that i get to like communicate with my friends yes um from that new but almost place. As like, like as a different person yeah you know yeah. as well no, like that's... i just get to see what that looks like of yes. this is this is who i've become now thanks to all my spiritual growth mm. and 
I, and this is what a conversation looks like. And I yeah. can actually still be this version of me. Yes. While not wow. losing anything. Yeah. And all, yeah. all I've got, all I've done is gain. Yes. And yes. That's just the blessing of the Lord. Amazing. Uh, absolutely is. Absolutely is, man. How do you, um, how do you navigate friendships with people from high school who may not have like a proper faith or not, or not proper faith, but like may not have the, the depth of faith that you have with people who do like your missionary friends or your, um, your I stand friends, your youth group friends. Like how do you? Sure. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. Like the very core of it to know that like the way, like I feel like some people might feel really insecure. Mm. Other people struggle because they feel like they need to just be like constantly, you know, preaching to all their friends because they need to save their soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bible bashing. You don't need to change who you are to interact with different people. Like you don't need to have a personality A, B, and C. Mm. Um, the most authentic you can be is just to act however you feel yourself like mm. moving into act. As long as it's not, you know, interfering with um, your faith or your values, yeah, if you're sticking to your moral code, of course, definitely that works out. Mm. And that's the best way to just be the most authentic you with both your, you know, your, your friends from high school and also, you know, people that, um, you, you, you know, in Catholic circles. But I think something that I found really comforting, you know, in terms of like my friends who aren't uh, deep into their faith, mm. friends who are struggling, friends who are, are of different religions, you know, mm. are just in terms of like ministry and, um, you know, like being Catholic and even trying to like save their souls, you know, mm. um, I definitely know. I, def I definitely feel like just the beauty of planting the seed in just the way that you act. Yes. You know, the small acts that are just countercultural mm -hmm. that they go, you know, they, 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 you don't have to be preaching to them. Yeah. You, they, they, they know you're it. Catholic. Yeah. And they just see the joy that you can have from mm -hmm. God, you know, mm -hmm. even in the tough times, they see that you're still moving on Yeah, and yeah. they see just the small acts of kindness that maybe you're doing or just the, the beautiful, the beauty of your commitment. And, you know, those godly, those godly qualities, those godly traits, you know, mm. th those will rub off on them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just those purely just by being a child of God and yeah. acting in go a godly manner, you know, you're planting seeds. Yeah. And that's it's, just, it's, it's, it's a really beautiful way of just absolutely. knowing that. Yeah. You just by being yourself, just by being you, you're actually able to have this beautiful effect on other people yes. that goes beyond just, Yes. physical presence and yeah. actually can go deep in a spirituality and faith, yeah. which is awesome. Just being Plenty you, man. Mm, just being you. Yeah. I think it's, I always, I always miss the saying to say, I, I'm not sure if it's St. Catherine of Siena or it's St. Mm -hmm. Avila, but one of the, one of the nuns, one of the saints, um, you know, said like, you know, be who you were called to be. Yes. And you would set the world on fire. Like The most countercultural thing you can do is to be yourself. <laughs> to be yourself be in this world today. <laughs> That's so true. Yes. That's so true. It yeah. sounds like an Instagram caption, but it's like <laughs> so needed. It's so real. It's so true. Because the world doesn't want you to be yourself. The world wants you to be everything else but yourself. <laughs> exactly. And even That's we so feel true. like this natural inclination, like we need to we need to up we need to up this level of crazy, you know, around mm. these group of people. Or we need mm. to tone down ourselves and up this level of Catholicism around this group of people. It's just like even we feel that need because we just want to fit in. You know, that's we true. naturally want to fit in. Sometimes we don't realize we're doing it sometimes. Exactly. Mm. Most of the time we don't realize we're doing it, honestly. Mm. Mm. I, I met, so for, for listeners, I met Blaine 
I think you were probably in year 11 at a time, maybe. Yeah. Um, April um, 2021. Yes. Yes. And the, like, I knew straight away this person, this guy is like special. I just knew you were going to be something, something, someone very influential. <laughs> um, what would be your advice for people who maybe look up to you and go like, I want to be like that. The same way you were like, oh, I want to be like, you know, those other guys. I want to be like Blaine. Like literally I saw Blaine on Sunday and the youth in the parish are like, oh my gosh, Blaine is here, Blaine is here. And they, they just <laughs> run to Blaine, literally. And they're like, oh, Blaine, you know. And it's just beautiful to see, man. And that's what we need in community. We need young people in churches being le- leaders. I feel like I'm ranting right now. I feel like I'm, <laughs> like I'm ranting. <laughs> but honestly, we need young people um, in parishes who are leaders who will then inspire other young people to go, oh, I want to do that, you know. Um, and so just seeing guys like, you know, Hannah and those guys just just coming to you and going, oh, my gosh, welcome back. Um, what would be your advice for, for people who want to be like that, who, like who want to go, oh, I want to I want to lead, I want to be like Blaine or I want to serve somehow, but I don't know mm. if I can or I'm not good enough or I'm not like, I can't give a speech or I can't give a talk or I'm not as cool <laughs> as Blaine. Like, what would be your advice for those people? I... Man, last year was literally just literally the entire year 12 was yeah. me struggling with that exact same thing of I want to be exactly like them. Mm. But, you know, I don't I don't understand. I don't know theology. You know, oh, I'm so yeah. fresh to all of this. I, I don't know this. But I guess the best advice I can give anybody who's having that struggle is the exact same advice that my religion teacher told me literally every single class when yeah. I went up to her and said, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Um, this is the quote she gave me was God doesn't choose the qualified. He qualifies the chosen. Mm. Grace is such a beautiful thing and it's an actual thing, you know, like we're not just talking about grace, like not, it's not just elegance, but it's the grace yes. of God. You know, he yes. gives you the ability to do what yes. he needs you to do. Like yes. Moses was definitely not oh. equipped to lead people out of Egypt. It was <laughs> yeah. all God, you know, yeah. who gave him that confidence, who gave him the directions, you know, and it was Moses who chose to trust in him. And that's trust. literally the best way that we can do our lives as well. That's the word. It's trust. just to trust that he'll give you what you need. Yes. Oh, man. Beautifully, beautifully said. I've got three very difficult questions to ask you, Blaine. Very difficult. Okay. okay. Are you ready for this? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Favorite movie, favorite song, favorite TV show. Let's hear it. Okay. 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 Favorite <laughs> movie, um, Real Steel. Real it Steel. It is a movie with Hugh Jackman and it's got robot boxing. What more do you need in a movie? It's like my <laughs> favorite testosterone, like fueled it's a real hour steel. and a half. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Okay. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Um, my favorite song, um, it's Change by NF. Mm, um, I think I've heard Beautiful that. song. I actually, yeah, it's, it, it really actually was a beautiful coping mechanism of just mm. like listening to that song throughout my struggles mm. in high school mm. related to a lot of it. Mm. Um, my favorite TV show. Uh, I'm a little bit basic. It at the moment it's Avatar: The Last Airbender, hey. but currently it's being contested with The Chosen. Oh, so yes, I'll say they're up, they're they're pretty they're on pretty equal grounds right now. But yeah, yeah, def- definitely, definitely there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Blaine. I really appreciate you. You know, taking time. You know, obviously out of your oh, no worries, very man. busy busy schedule. And I'm sure you. you know, <laughs> when do you go back to Perth on? Wednesday, is it? Um, Wednesday morning. I fly Wednesday out at morning. 
Awesome. Now we're praying for you, man. Praying for you and your mission. Oh, thanks, mate. Then hope everything goes well. I appreciate it. Nothing we do would be existing without prayers. Mm, absolutely. We really appreciate it. Nah, thanks. God bless, bro. Talk to you soon. Ah, oh, you too, man. God bless you. Take care. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening to the Faith in the Everyday podcast. Just remember that the interviews on this podcast originally air on the Good Morning Show on Radio Maria Australia every weekday at 8 a.m. Check us out. God bless.